Hello and welcome to episode 30 of the Mindfulness Hub. How are we feeling today? Wherever you are in the world, I hope that you're having a great day. Thanks for joining This Is Faith every week. Thanks to every listener who constantly contributes with ideas, suggestions, and shares for making our hub bigger. I am truly grateful for you, for being part of our mindful tribe, and for spreading awareness about mindfulness and mental health. Thanks for supporting this project, produced for making our lives better. Our hub was created for sharing mindfulness topics that will improve your lifestyle, boost your mood, give you a space to relax, and of course, reconnect with your inner peace. If this is your first time here, then welcome to this created space for unwinding, de-stressing, and reconnecting with ourselves. My name is Aileen Perez, and this is the Mindfulness Hub. Don't forget to follow, subscribe, share, and message. Feel free to reach me via email, aileen.yoga at gmail.com or through Instagram at aileen underscore yoga and mention any mindfulness topic you'd like me to discuss in the upcoming episodes. So today we have a new guest. Welcome, welcome. Hello. Let me introduce, you can actually introduce yourself. My name is Brian Candy, and I am a personal trainer, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, today I have the honor of sharing the podcast with Brian, who is one of the most interesting trainers I've met where I work out, because um, he has a very unique approach to workouts. And, nice and, <laughs> and, and the first question I'd like to ask is, what brought you into the fitness journey? Okay, so I feel like most men would probably agree with me on this. I don't know. It was about trying to get girls. So you go to the gym, <laughs> <laughs> you want to get some muscle, you think it's going to get you more girls. And it didn't. <laughs> I was going to ask straight away, did it? Did it work? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but what it did do is it, got me in the gym and then later on it obviously became more and now training is something I can't do without. So one of the reasons that I wanted to invite someone who has more knowledge about fitness and workouts is because movement is an important part of mindfulness and personally for me I need to move every day otherwise i feel stagnant and that's not good for my mental health I so tell me sorry well i mean again obviously i'm not a doctor and I'm, or anything but i have seen that there is evidence to suggest that um training with people who have things like depression and things like that can be more effective than the drugs or medication that the doctors are handing out and what's the first thing that you would say to a new joiner who has no experience related to fitness? The gym is not as scary as it seems at first. I mean, it may be the first few times, but once you get in there and you start to learn things, and the more you learn, the better you get, it, it just it will snowball and it'll become a passion, I would hope. Uh, if I could go back to when I first started in the gym, the best thing I w probably could have done would have been to have taken a personal trainer at the very beginning. I wasted so much time trying to figure things out on my own, trying to learn. And I look back now and um, I just wasted so much time. And I thought I knew everything. 
Uh, it's called the Dunning-Kruger effect, where you start something new and you feel like you know everything about it. And it's only now where I've, my knowledge has really, really grown and I, I know quite a lot now that actually I still feel, now I feel like I know nothing. And there's just that hunger to keep learning more and uh, get better and better at what I do. But obviously it did not start like that. Do you feel that having a big ego and unrealistic expectations can be a big obstacle for anyone's fitness journey? I think the big ego part definitely, especially with men. And as I just said, I'm guilty of this as well, where I thought I knew everything. Um, men like to know, think they know everything. And especially when it comes to something like the gym, which is quite a cool thing to know about. But as a matter of fact, most people really don't know that much. Um, as a PT as well, it's, it's really good for me when I have somebody who comes and they want to take five, six sessions a week. Um, so I could just be selling these people packages, but I know with these people, and again, I'm also guilty of this, where you start something new and you just want to go as hard as you can. Uh, but with fitness, it's definitely a turtle versus the hair kind of thing where the turtle is going to keep going. The hair is going to sprint and definitely burn out and not be able to continue. And it happens all the time in the gym where people go too hard at the beginning, they burn out, they get injured, they get fed up because it's just too much. It's very, very hard. Even me, sometimes I train five, six times a week. Sometimes I don't want to do it. Mm. Um, whereas, and we've seen that a lot in the gym, especially with new joiners that they want to have, for example, 10 kg less in two weeks and they are just burning out every day and attending to four or five classes, four classes usually. And then after a month, they never show up again. It would be much, much better if they took a much more realistic approach to this and um, went for, say, three sessions a week, maybe even two. Just get in there, start moving, um, start trying to learn. And as I said, it's definitely more of a turtle versus the hare kind of thing where the turtle slowly, slowly eases into things. And then over time, as I said, I initially went just because I thought it was going to get me more girls. But over time, it does become a passion. But whenever you try and do something too fast, too much, you burn out and you won't be able to maintain it. And how would you suggest someone who struggles with anxiety or with panic to begin a workout routine? Because, for example, I wouldn't, I'm, I'm not a personal trainer. My knowledge in fitness is basic, but I wouldn't suggest high intensity, for example. I'm a firm believer in strength training anyway. So if anybody looking to get into the gym, if even if it like, this surprises people as well, because generally if they want fat loss or if they want just longevity and better health, they're very surprised when I get a client and the first thing I do is get them to start lifting weights. Um, they are expecting me to have them jump around like an idiot and things, but this is just, it's just not effective. I forgot to mention that Brian hates cardio. <laughs> it has its place. But for most people, for their goals, actually what they should be doing is lifting weights. And what has lifting weights done for your mental health? Well, I don't want to kill people so much. <laughs> it definitely helps. It definitely does. Um, for me, my workout, I normally train in the morning and it can actually be a big decider on how the rest of my day goes. Uh, sometimes, for example, if I don't train, I find that that day then I have a lot of built up. I don't know if it's anxiety or... Not, I wouldn't even want to say energy. It's energy. Mm -hmm. And how that comes out is, um, I don't know how it can come out, but 
<laughs> probably <laughs> negatively. So it, it's, <laughs> it's better if I channel that energy into something productive. Mm -hmm. And then generally the rest of my day, if I've had a good workout, my, the rest of my day is normally very, very good. I'm sure that many people out there are curious about supplements. Okay. What is your approach? So supplements is exactly what it says. It's a supplement. So it should be mm -hmm. supplementary to an already healthy and good Because lifestyle. I know a lot of people that will skip a meal and just get a shake. What do you think about that? Including myself sometimes, but not I mean, anymore. You know, that's the thing. Though. If you're doing it occasionally, even me sometimes, like I'm trying to eat four or five meals a day. If mm -hmm. I don't, if I'm not hungry, which is rare that I'm not hungry, um, but if I don't feel like eating, sometimes I'll just have a shake. Because But on a regular basis, they're not meal replacement and you shouldn't be doing it. Because I feel like one of the main misconceptions is that starving yourself is going to help you lose weight. And that's not right. Because you're putting yourself into a lot of stress and as a woman, it messes up your hormones. I don't know what guys. Yeah, it's going to be the same thing. I mean, if, like you said, if you are starving yourself, your body is going to... Uh, its natural defenses are going to start kicking in and it's going to do everything it can to then stop you from, you know, your body is built to defend us over millions of years of evolution to defend itself against starvation. The problem is now where we're in an environment where food is so plentiful, our body still has those adaptations from the past. Uh, and that's another problem with this form of dieting where, like I have people come to me and they're like, oh, I'm eating 800 calories a day and I just have to... Pulling the beard talk and think about this um it's not good same with the training and the diet the training the diet should be sustainable so going straight onto a 1000 calorie diet deficit as you said it's going to ruin your hormones your cortisol is going to raise and mm -hmm. probably you're not going to be able to stick to it later on after sticking this to a while for a while you will have lowered your metabolism those natural defenses against starvation start to build uh the body has three defenses One, you'll automatically start. Like, I'm moving a bit now. If I was in a heavy calorie deficit, I'd be very sat down. Right. Yeah, you start to move a lot mm -hmm. less subconsciously. You don't even realize you're doing it. Like, you, you'll stop things like tapping your foot. Mm -hmm. Those are all forms of energy expenditure, and the body will start to stop those without you knowing. Another form of defense is uh, you will more easily gain fat, and your body can actually make more fat cells more easily. So... When you then stop dieting after really going hard on a diet, your body, those defenses are up. And then all of a sudden you start to eat the calories mm -hmm. and your body, you'll just pile it on. That's why yo-yo dieting happens. Cool. So you have that huge deficit, you come down, you go back to your old eating habits and boom, it'll come straight back up. Mm -hmm. I think I missed the third point. Oh. <laughs> I'm just trying to think what the third point is. I know this. But something you said that is very interesting is how cortisol raises when... Um, you diet raises. <laughs> when you're when you're starving yourself and basically when cortisol is high also it's going to be harder to lose fat it can make it harder but ultimately if you're in a calorie deficit you will lose fat to a point until those adaptations so let's say 2000 calories is your mm. uh, maintenance if you then go to a thousand that's a huge deficit those defenses are going to start coming up cortisol is going to rise and it will make it harder to lose fat so then you'd have to go even lower So this is the way people get stuck, is they go very, very low to start with, and they give themselves very little room to maneuver after that, whereas what they should be doing is they should be creating three to 500 calorie deficit. It's small, it's going to produce slow results, but again, the turtle and the hare, the slow wins mm -hmm. the race. So you reduce three to 500 calories, 
you um, you'll weigh yourself and you can measure yourself, take pictures and things. You will monitor the effects that has on your body. You wait for the weight to come. Weight comes off, comes off, comes off slowly. We only want to lose a maximum of four kilos a month. So that's one a week. You might lose some water weight initially, so it will drop a bit quicker. But we want that slow drop. Um, I keep losing my trail of thought. I'm feeling the pressure because of the camera. <laughs> Please cut that out. Don't worry, there's only two cameras. <laughs> um, so where was I? That you don't want to lose four kg straight away. It will be one kg per it week. It should be no more than one kg per week. And what that mm. is, that's sustainable. And then once the weight loss stops, you hit a plateau, you have mm. a choice of either reducing by a further two to 500 calories to put you back in a deficit because your maintenance calories will drop. Mm. So then you have to come in under them again to elicit more fat loss. So there's two ways of doing that. You can either do more training or you can do cut your diet back a bit. It would be good to do a combination of the both because it can be very difficult to do one or the other. And I have a quick <coughs> question about strength training. Is it true that building muscle helps you in the process of aging? Um, I would say so. I mean, I've seen some pictures of like people I was in school with now and they definitely don't train. <laughs> they um, look older. <laughs> and, um, here, feel free to share this. Yeah, well, what I would say is like, you can generally tell somebody who goes to the gym or not. Anna, like Arnold. He's like, Arnold, look at Arnold at his age now. I mean, he's old as. But he still looks pretty good, right? I know, for someone his age. And I feel like if you compare him with someone who has not trained, not, not trained at this all. This is my point. I look at some of the people I was in school with now, which is a long time ago. And <laughs> some of them look like they're about 10 or 20 years older than me. And I would, I would, uh, the only thing I can attribute that to is the fact that I train and they don't. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, as a, well, for example, as a woman, I have a lot of friends uh, that tell me strength training is for men only. Mm. And I'm like, no, I mean, honestly, since I started prioritizing strength training over high intensity, I drop body fat and it's helping me regulate my hormones naturally. I think stress, strength training is a very, it's not given enough when like it can really fix a lot of things as you just mentioned fat loss mood hormones sleep uh, mm. <laughs> <laughs> even in older people like especially with men your testosterone starts to drop your and with women as well your osteoporosis your bones start to become brittle brittle strength training stops all of that it's it, this mm. is again my point where if i get somebody who comes to me and they want genuine health they most of the time think I'm going to get them to run and do lots of cardio. Mm. And they're very, very surprised when the first thing I get to do is pick them up, pick up a dumbbell or a barbell. But this is shown to have the best effect on pretty much everything overall. Obviously, it's not going to give you the same cardio benefits as like running 5K, but it has also been shown to improve heart health as well. So for me, strength training is it's the best thing ever and absolutely everybody should do it. I, I totally agree with that. And I feel like it's important to say that strength training is not bodybuilding because there's many people out there that associate strength training with becoming Mr. Olympia. I wish it was that <laughs> easy. I mean, I've been lifting weights now for quite a while and uh, <laughs> I'm still not at that level. So but that's different discipline, right? It's I mean, a completely I'm different discipline. This thing, when you say strength training, it's quite a vague term. Mm -hmm. There's lots of things that would fall into that category and bodybuilding would be one of them. You've got weightlifting and powerlifting and there is different ways of doing it um, but just general strength training just lifting weights in almost any way you should definitely focus on compound movements unless you're a bodybuilder that's kind of where bodybuilding differs is they would perhaps do more 
isolation movements. For general population, doing sticking to compound lifts, it's going to give you the best bang for the buck. You're going to get really, really good results from just sticking to these lifts, basic lifts. And if there's three main tips that you will give to someone who is beginning with strength training or in general just with their fitness journey, what would it be? First of all, lift weights. They're already lifting weights. Oh, they're already, so three more <laughs> on top of that. No, I mean, for example, I'm new at the gym yeah. and I decide to be a very mindful, committed person. Mm -hmm. Not overly I, committed, doing five sessions a week. and Exactly, and like very down-to-earth goals, mm -hmm. not very ambitious. Realistic things. goals. Exactly. So what would you advise to me for maximizing my results? Maybe like sleep, maybe diet. Uh, well, this is another thing. Um, maybe living We spoke about this a little bit earlier. Is um, Obviously, most people are only in the gym for an hour a day. They Then they completely forget about the other 23 hours where you're sleeping and you're eating. And um, We all know sleep's good for us, but it's it's massively neglected by most. Especially, I noticed in like these Arab countries, they don't put enough emphasis on the sleep. And then they're wondering why they feel tired all day. They're struggling perhaps with their weight loss. Their mood is bad, you know? Sleep is so, so important. I definitely know if I don't have a good night's sleep, I'm grumpier than usual. Don't worry, not the right thing to do. What's that? You need to listen to my podcast. So that's where I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely going to listen to this one. Yes, of course. <laughs> so, number one, sleep. It's got to be sleep. I mean... Restful sleep, proper sleep. Good sleep, yes. good quality mm -hmm. sleep, which... I, it's something I struggle with as well, to be honest. Um, but I definitely find I do sleep a little bit better if I'm moving more. If I haven't been moving and I'm lazy, mm -hmm. and I, it's just that built-up energy. It's not dissipated anywhere, so then sleep is going to be more difficult, right? And number two? Nutrition is obviously a huge part of this. Um, I find it quite challenging. I really struggle with nutrition. I eat if I'm happy, if I'm sad, if I'm in a bad mood. If I, Sometimes I even eat when I'm hungry. But I feel that for you it's easier because you have so many options. I mean, I'm a vegetarian and since last year I started eating fish. Well, I This is the first time I'm confessing this in public. Yes. <laughs> but um, I had to do it because uh, I'm now going through an anti-inflammatory diet. Mm -hmm. um, for those who, I think I mentioned it in the first episode that um, I have endometriosis and I just need to be very mindful with the things I eat so I don't trigger inflammation in my body. Well, I think we've been talking about this for a while while I've been trying to get you to eat more protein. And yeah, but like I'm eating a lot of fish already. Good, which is better than but that's not, the and other things we're eating, right? Exactly. But what do you think about a Beyond Burger? I don't actually know. Is this some kind of vegan burger? Yeah. I think a beef burger would be way tastier. No, but I mean, that's that's not my option. I mean, honestly... I'm trying to avoid even beyond or any meat replacement things because they are not natural. Mm -hmm. uh, when so you say not natural, what's not natural about it? What's in it it's that's not processed. natural? I mean, at the end of the day, it's processed. It's not like you go out and you kill a beyond cow. Okay, but I mean, <laughs> unless you're eating... Um, Tofu? No. <laughs> um, organic <laughs> stuff. Okay. Even that, even the even that can be have its own issues. But if you're not eating organic things, they, these animals or whatever is going to be pumped full of chemicals. So it's very difficult to 
mm. avoid these things. Even if you kill the cow and you eat the cow there and then, what's this cow been eating? I mean, the reason, I mean, honestly, I love the taste of my Beyond Burger, leaving aside all the hate that I get from meat-eating people. But I've realized that I don't digest it that well. So that's my reason for reducing the consumption of meat replacements. So I'm just sticking to fish. Because fish I cannot is, even... Fish is amazing. Okay. I cannot even get tofu because it's, it's an estrogen. estrogen. Yeah. yeah, for sure. It is way more difficult for vegetarians or vegans or, and um, these things, obviously. So <laughs> these things? <laughs> this these people. These people. Uh, this population. <laughs> um, so... <laughs> I feel like, you know, um, in ancient civilizations, the people who were sick were, like, outside the village. Mm -hmm. That's how, like, I feel like you refer to us. Like, the segregated I people. I have something <laughs> a bit harsher in mind, but we will go with that. Well, I mean, <laughs> I'm eating fish after... It took me 10 years to if, go back If it's to done it. for ethical reasons and things, I can't argue I did it that. for health reasons, but so... Would you stop eating chicken and beef for health reasons? Yeah, yeah. When I was 18, because I had to begin with my treatments. I don't know enough on this subject, but what I would say is, and I can speak more authoritatively on, is the non-vegan vegetarian options because it's what I do. And I really, really struggle. I've had some clients or members of the gym, for example, who are vegetarian and vegan, you included. We've had this conversation. It's very, very hard to recommend <laughs> high calorie, like, because everybody should be on a high protein diet. I agree with that, totally. Yeah. Even if you just don't train, but you increase your protein, you'll start to see changes in your body. It's the most thermic, so when you eat, oh, protein carves fats, when you eat protein, I think it's 25 to 30%, don't quote me on those numbers, 25 to 30% of mm -hmm. those calories are burned through digestion. Car carbs is, I think, 10 to 15% is burned through digestion, and fats is the lowest, it's like 0.3 to 1%, because obviously fat is already fat. So it's very easily stored, whereas the other things have to be digested and there's various other uh, bodily functions it has to go through before it is stored as fat. Um, so yeah, just increasing your protein generally mm. would be do most people amazing results. I mean, I don't know about other people, but when I eat enough protein, I have less sugar cravings. And that's one of the big things for me now. I'm just like sugar-free. A big part of that might be because another benefit... Protein has so many benefits. I could probably Please. sit here and talk all day. Go ahead. Don't Educate please. us. But another <laughs> another really good one is it's very satiating. Uh, so you, it's very, very filling. And the reason you're probably not craving is because you're not hungry. I know if I get hungry, I will... And I'm in, I go into a shop to get something. I am way more likely to pick up the bad stuff if I'm hungry. So... Eating more protein is going to keep you fuller for longer, so you're probably going to eat less subconsciously then. That's why I'm not a fan or an advocate of like keto or any of these diets. I don't really like mm. diets per se, um, but the benefit they have and the reason they are so effective is it naturally, without effort, starts people to eat less and put them in a calorie deficit. And I also believe that we shouldn't be so drastic whenever we're changing from, from our current habits to new habits. Because that makes it also less sustainable. Another thing, what I, like this is what I say to all my clients, is like lots of little changes add up to big changes. So mm -hmm. if you can just change a few things, as I said, just adding more protein in, try and get a better night's sleep. Even if you can just start walking a bit more. Mm -hmm. For most people, these would produce really, really good results. If you can then add in a, the gym, start being a bit more healthy, 
and then later on would come things like supplements but that's as we spoke about earlier like that's right down the line when you're mm -hmm. really just trying to make things optimal but for most just more protein and move more would make sleep better this would make mm -hmm. a huge difference to not only their physical but mental health so tell us what is your favorite workout <laughs> favorite workout favorite exercise that's a good question what is your favorite exercise what is that exercise that you're like this one should have my name like Arnold Pratt Brian, Brian, ah, Brian Crunch <laughs> well I mean there is one form of cardio that I'm quite fond of cardio just one but maybe it's not it? for these listeners oh <laughs> <laughs> I misunderstood that, that yeah, you were making a joke. That, that was That's a joke. That's the thing with British people, you know, I don't know if it's because I come from Latin America. Mm -hmm. The facial expression is just like poker face and they throw a joke. Mm -hmm. And it takes me a while to process because I'm like, I think maybe in the what? past, <laughs> I think maybe in the past I've offended you a little bit sometimes because you don't understand. Yeah, there was once that I said something and, and you got very aggressive and then I got offended. Yeah. This happens quite a lot, like especially when I first got here. Some of my like obviously in Qatar, there's cultures from everywhere, and yeah. we would make I would make jokes which would, would be described as British humor, not understanding that people don't understand British humor. Exactly, I mean like. And generally, it is quite offensive. If someone comes and they're telling me a joke like this, would you think I'm telling a joke? Of course, no. That irritates me. <laughs> Good. The <laughs> fact I it the fact it irritates you makes it means it worked, and I'm happy. Okay. So what's that kind of exercise or workout that you go to whenever you feel stressed? And I'm relating it to stress because we are in the mindfulness hub and we talk about stress management. Well, you know, I'm super mindful. Yes, somehow. That was kind of British humor and sarcasm. Anyway, <laughs> favorite exercise. So like I, I, my style of training is definitely more towards powerlifting. So that puts an emphasis on squat, bench, deadlift. So if you're very angry, what's the workout you would go for? It would be some kind of heavy lifting, maybe. It would definitely involve a squat, a bench, mm -hmm. or a deadlift. I mean, as guys, we all love the bench press. I, I think guys love, honestly, I'm still confused. It's just so cool. For me, it hurts so much. It makes me feel like a Twinkie. And I'm, I'm bench But your deadlift pressing. is amazing. My bench deadlift press is, is really 45 good. kg. And what do you weigh? 55. Okay, so that's amazing. I know, and last time, for the, for the last uh, one rep max, like half a year ago, I did I did my body weight because that was a challenge. Okay, the challenge that I know I wrote the challenges, so I know. I took all the challenges um, off except for Chris' challenges. Yeah, Chris's challenges. Those ones are complicated. Once you get into like Olympic lifting, yeah. things start like, to Chris, get. Uh, really? <laughs> those movements are just another level of. But bench press, I remember. Uh, it was yeah, it was fifty five or fifty six because I was one kg more. Just since I started sleeping better, I dropped it. <laughs> there you go. Proof. Uh, There's proof JK. that sleeping helps. So um, it was so hard. It was so hard. And then I was sore. I was like, I don't know if you've watched SpongeBob. I don't know if it's like from the same time as when you were a kid. But you know, back when my black generation, and white TVs. <laughs> um, in my generation, there's this episode when he's like, with the big arms. Mm, I think I've seen that one. I've seen a meme with it. In that's it. how I felt. It was... It was just like this is fun. what I like about that. That's so I would go for heavy lifts. But going back, deadlift is my favorite. Yeah, and yeah. for me, it and would definitely good, be either way. like a squat bench or a deadlift. And it's like you said, it's it's that thing of feeling like SpongeBob. You lift, a, <laughs> like you lift that big weight, and 
it's also like it, if even if you're like if you like I said if you're having a bad day or there's other stuff on your mind when you're lifting these heavy lifts it requires 100% attention mm-hmm. so everything else is like pushed out and you are just focused on you and that barbell mm-hmm. and then providing you make the lift because <laughs> I had a bad workout last week where um, I did not lift what I expected and it actually put me in a bad mood but I know if I had More lifted more than usual it's quite an achievement <laughs> but i know like if i if i do a heavy heavy weight and I'm like like i said it's you in the bar you kill it and then you just rack that bar you drop it after the deadlift and you're like man that I, was I awesome i love when i lift more than men that are like twice my size it's like that ego it's a good boost. feeling right hashtag no misogyny <laughs> <laughs> but it's just you know um for me i observed the bar like if it was all the all the struggles i'm having at that moment like yeah for you example, channel it right exactly you channel it and then you just release it and that's it for me i find it quite like if i'm trying to lift heavier my mind is i'm a bit of an overthinker i'll admit and if i've got something going around in my bar some in my mind sometimes i can find it difficult to actually remove that and focus on the bar but if i can remove those thoughts and focus and channel it as you said it really really helps do you Definitely. feel that breathing helps i mean during the process well, this is the thing, and they say this about smoking. The reason people smoke a lot is because it forces you to inhale and take deeper, slower breaths. I don't know if you know that. I don't smoke. I'm just saying. This is, <laughs> this is a fact, though. The reason mm. people find smoking relaxing is because you're taking in a full breath, like you would do. Really? Yeah, so it's, you would breathe. But you're taking a full breath of much, crap. Yeah, but you're still. But it's those. And I'm, I don't know much Sorry about breathing techniques, smokers. but as you said. Breathing techniques can improve mm. your mood and things. And that's what smoking... Obviously, there's chemicals as well, but just the mm. breathing in itself is supposed to help. But I mean, the breathing during a heavy lift. Yes, yeah, so this How is what I was it? coming to then is in your breathing, your crap's going to be holding your breath for a while and things like that. So again, it's forcing mm. you to take deeper breaths. Like I know if I'm about... If you're about to do a big lift, you are breathing all the way in because mm-hmm. you need that rigidity and um, core strength, the bra- bracing. Mm. So you are taking very, very deep breaths. And perhaps that in itself, like the smoking, also can help with your mood through breathing. I don't know. There's no science behind that. That's just a thought. But (laughs) it seems, if you think about it, though, it it kind of makes sense, right? So what is one of the biggest struggles you deal with whenever you're, for example, not in the mood? To train? Yeah. So this is the thing that annoys me. How do you convince yourself to to just go to the gym or how do you convince yourself to go for that healthy meal or for the protein meal instead of crap? It's, this comes down to long-term, and this I hate this motivational stuff, but it comes down to long-term versus short-term goals, right? Mm-hmm. You're going to be happy for a few minutes after eating the chocolate bar or whatever, but later on, obviously those feelings drop, you probably feel even worse. Whereas if you went for the healthy meal, mm-hmm. it's the better option, and later on, you're going to see the changes in your body where then you get more long-lasting happiness and I'll, I know that you wanted to talk about toxic positivity so <laughs> here you go <laughs> now you've put me on the spot I'm not sure what to say. <laughs> right with positivity I find it really cringy if I see like personal trainers do it a lot and obviously I follow like quite a lot on social media I find it very very cringy when people are overly positive um, like the, me uh, yeah a little bit that's why I'm sitting so far away <laughs> don't worry it's not so contagious <laughs> Because the thing with positivity and the thing with motivation is it's not always there. That's true. And I'm a bit of a pessimist, but I do believe that 
<laughs> Maybe a bit more than a bit. No, but like, okay, so with like the, the positivity. It's like when you enter to the gym, there's like a black cloud behind you, just walking. <laughs> it's like the black smoke. With the positivity, things in life can go bad, regardless of what you do. That's very true. And I just think that if people are always in this mindset of everything's going to be great, everything's fine, everything's perfect, then if something does go bad, like it really knocks you for six. And people, I just feel like people would be better, um, they could deal with these things better if they accepted that actually, you know, life can be hard and there's nothing wrong with that. It doesn't always have to be uh, rainbows and, you know, butterflies. Mm. Things can be I bad. Agree with that. I was so. having this conversation with a client of mine yesterday um, and I feel that it's more socially accepted to share your happiness than share your struggles. Because For sure. People will label you as, oh, you're so negative, oh my God, we all have struggles, instead mm -hmm. of having that empathy. But whenever you're sharing your happiness, everybody's like, oh my God, yes. This is the, the another thing, like it's with social media especially, is you, you, everyone posts their highlights. I do. I'm joking. I mean, I'm not joking, but I post my highlights so I can inspire people to not give up on whatever they want to do. Okay, that's great. But it also, like, if you come across as this always happy person, then people may be thinking, oh, wow, why, why aren't I always happy like that? People, that's what I mean. That's my point with the positivity is people need to understand that it's not always going to be great. That's very true. And, you know, you have to accept that as part of life. So one of the things about mindfulness is accepting how you feel without labeling it or without criticizing or judging the way you feel and as you said we're not meant to be happy every day but what we can do is just sit down and allow ourselves to feel the way we do yeah I agree. especially because i mean there are some days where you only want to just be in bed crying or maybe not crying maybe you just want to like not speak with anyone i have this quite regularly literally every day <laughs> Some days you don't want to socialize. Some days you just want to be with yourself and be like, okay, just give me a break. Yeah, and some days, some days I, just, I, I just feel like I don't want to people, and there's no reason for it. Like, the last, <laughs> you never want people. I just don't. Literally, want people. people in your class are like questioning why are they here. <laughs> I'm doing the same. Uh, yeah, I don't. Know. But you know, I mean, I totally, I totally get it, and I feel that my approach on social media is just sharing even our vulnerability. I mean, maybe it can be with a smile or it can be like in a different way, but I feel like I provide people that little push for just feeling the way they want to feel. But at the same time, if you feel that you need more positivity and train your stress management and resilience, you know what to do. <laughs> Shameless yeah. plug. Shameless Get plug. Get my gratitude journal. <laughs> <laughs> but no, the thing is that... I did my gratitude journal because it has mental health prompts every day. And sometimes all we need is sit down with ourselves and ask, how are you feeling? Mm -hmm. I mean, when was the last time that you were talking to Brian and asking him, how are you feeling today? It's generally just grumpy. Exactly. <laughs> Maybe like next time you're going to elaborate more in that answer, you're going to be like, I'm grumpy because... But this is, I don't know, like, I feel like sometimes my mind is just like, today you're sad. And that's it. There's Two nothing. options, sad and angry. But, yeah, but there's, <laughs> I just feel like, like I, had a, I was a bit, I've had a bit of a bad day yesterday and there was absolutely no reason for it. In fact, most things were going quite well yesterday. And, but for some reason, I was just in a really, really bad mood. And it comes back to my original point that, you know what, that's fine. It's, 
It's because today we have a new moon. A new moon. In Leo. Okay. So you need to get rid. These of people are outside the village. <laughs> with the in the, in the, in the woods. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I mean, maybe this is just like the reminder that you needed to sit down with yourself and ask. Well, yesterday up. I didn't train, so. Maybe that's why. I think that would probably be a part of it. So maybe the anchor for you is workout. That's your anchor for staying in a good place regarding your mental health. It definitely helps. Um, and going back to the, the other point of like positivity and motivation is you're not going to be motivated every day. And that's another reason why I find it a bit cringy when you get these PTs talking about motivation is as a PT myself and a, someone who trains a lot, I know that not every day you're motivated. But uh, the thing with training is it's, it's one of those things where like, it's not unfortunately, but I just feel it's one of those things we have to do. And you have two options. Like yesterday I didn't want to train. I was in a bit of a bad mood and it was cardio I was supposed to do, not the good kind. Perfect. So I was Favorite. like, do you know what? Today, actually, I'm just going to take the day off. And then, <laughs> but, then, show up to the club. but then tomorrow I'm going to come in and I'm going to kill my workout. Mm-hmm. The other option you have is you grind out the workout. And actually some of the workouts, the best workouts I've ever had mm-hmm. are the ones where I didn't want to do it. And it's probably really? that I've actually then used whatever is, whatever was distracting me is mm-hmm. then gone or I've channeled it into the, the training and, Sometimes, yeah, you feel like the worst session that you really don't want to do turns out to be the best. It has happened to me that sometimes I may be quite exhausted and I just show up. And I remember it was it was with squats, I think, a couple of weeks ago. And I was lifting more than what I expected. And I was like, I don't even feel tired. And how did you feel after it? I felt confused. <laughs> but I guess you probably felt good I mean, as well, I felt, right? I felt great. But then I was like, wait, what's happening, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, of course, it gives you that little boost of like confidence 100 percent um so we already spoke about your favorite workouts and exercises now what are your least favorite exercises running shout out to islam yeah shout out to islam (laughs) i don't know how he does it and he was telling us a couple weeks ago about not only running but doing the full triathlon my, but, my knees were hurting when he was talking about that. But you know, Islam, like, fair play to him. His main thing is cardio, but he also understands the importance of strength training because I've seen him in the gym True. training, Very lifting true. weights. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, for example, the day that I was there <laughs> doing strength training for running. Mm. Strength um, training for running? You remember? That you yeah. Were, you were, I didn't know what that's what it was. You were giving me evil eye that day, and that's why I had to stop running because I, my foot somehow like, started hurting. Yeah. What did I tell you would happen? I remember Ryan said... <laughs> I don't remember what you said, but you just probably gave, don't run. It's stupid. You said something like, "You shouldn't be running." And then what happened later on? I had a sprain in my foot. So how do you feel this? In I think my main reason for telling you not eye. to run is <laughs> I know that at the moment you're really focused on your strength training. Yeah, because and the reason I focus on my strength training is because I cannot do high intensity because it messes up my hormones. I'll just give you like a little background on this. Last year, I was focusing a lot on high intensity because I thought it was going to help me drop my body fat. Mm-hmm. And then what happened, I ended up in emergency once with a very sharp pain in my abdomen and it's because I had a cyst that bristed. And I was like, what the heck, you know? And I had a blood test and my inflammation markers were quite high. And then when I went to, to the specialist, she was explaining that 
I cannot do high intensity all the time. It's very, very demanding. Yeah, it on brings the body. your cortisol up. So if my cortisol up because I have an estrogen dominant uh, condition, it's gonna peak my estrogens all the time. So mm. instead of somehow balancing my hormones, it's gonna keep triggering them. So it's not good for me. It's basically the opposite of what I should be doing. I would argue that doing high intensity all the time is probably unless you're like an athlete or. Mm-hmm you know, you've been doing it for a long time, it's probably not beneficial and healthy for the majority of people. I, I totally agree. I mean, I, I do it for fun. It's like a nice challenge. It's nice to, to have like, on the side. And, of course. Um, it's, the thing is, is it's also not going to give most people the results they want. Like I said, most mm-hmm. of my clients, they want fat loss and they want longevity. Jumping around like I'm an want, idiot. I'm in a good mood. Jumping around like an idiot <laughs> is probably not going to give you the results you want. But the other thing is, mm-hmm. And this is again. This goes back to social media. As you see these people on social media, and they're doing these, I like, I'm sorry, but stupid things, and it then people think that that's the correct way to train. They think that mm-hmm. this person looks like that because of that. When the a lot, bossu ball just like yeah, bossu balls. Oh God, just I don't even get me started. <laughs> it really upsets me, and the main reason is because it then teaches people bad habits. training habits. Yeah, and bad techniques. Incorrect training mm-hmm. habits. I would even go as far to say. Um, with yoga i mean i see so many people who follow those quotation mark trainers on instagram yoga teachers on instagram that have no basic knowledge of yeah. anatomy and then i've heard so many times yoga gave me this injury and i've I'm had like, this no. with strength training hurt me and i'm like what did yeah. you do and it turns out they weren't actually really doing any strength training where's technique where's alignment like what are you expecting and rip like the repetitions of a bad alignment is only going to cause injury. Mm-hmm. So, well, I think it happens for, for every every sport. Yeah, so. for sure. So, um, going back to your, fa- your, to your least favorite exercises, <laughs> besides running, do you have any other thing? I've seen you running. We've seen you running lately. I did it a little bit. So, I, I think I, I was think going through a little bit of a... You're being exposed Maybe <laughs> a bit of a tough time I was having some, uh, I don't know... They're feeling unsure. I was just, you know, <laughs> do you know what? Like, I'm a believer in, you can't really say something's bad till you do it yourself. That's why you were running guitar. So I was like, you know, I'm going to start running a little bit. And also I did want some of the cardio benefits that you can't mm-hmm. get from weightlifting. But, you know, it just doesn't do anything for me. I don't, especially when it, I don't, do you know what I do enjoy is like sprints. Anything mm-hmm. that's high intensity, fast, you know, you feel athletic, you feel good. You get that same high that you get from lifting weights. Very similar. Athletic. But, I mean, but when you're doing these long slog, I mean, it was only 5K, but it absolutely killed me. And the whole time, I'm just thinking to myself, why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? And it, it's not going to give me any of the... Re- it, it's not going to give me any of the results that I'm looking for, really, to the point where I can justify doing it. I mean, I agree with the hill sprints. When I was um, in high school, I was doing track and field. Sprints and, I was and things like sprints. that are amazing. Yeah, so we were We doing could label this as high intensity, yeah, I guess suppose, I but again, that. if it's done occasionally mm. and done correctly, then there's no problem with doing these kind of workouts. But I do believe it should not be the basis of your workout. Of course. So I re- when I saw your hill sprints, I remember that I used to do that, and we were also doing sprints in the sand dunes. Mm-hmm. And I feel that until now, I have the muscle memory of like how to endure that. The like fast pace. Mm-hmm. It was so painful though. Mm-hmm. We used to end up like puking, but but you know it's 
It does. It gets that endorphin release, though. The same thing you get from um, lifting weights. And for me, physically, it's going to give me the kind of look. Should mm. like if I look at a, like a long distance runner, that's not a physique I aspire to have. If I look at a you sprinter, sure? <laughs> if I look at like a sprinter, although they have not built that physique purely from sprinting, this is the mm. same with a lot of these Instagram exercises. You see these guys doing these stupid exercises, but they have a good physique. Or the skinny girls that are just like pretending to be trainers. Yeah, and they yeah, are just yeah. like naturally built they're, slim. Yeah, they're actually just slim, but they don't have much muscle mass and things mm-hmm. like this. That's what I hate. It's this like. Um, misleading marketing is that the right term yeah that people are selling something but they themselves are not a good ambassador for the service or the product well like i said a lot of these guys they didn't get the body they got from doing the exercises they do but they can make money from it because if you were walk into a gym for example and you Mm -hmm. see me i'm doing basic compound lifts and then you see somebody else and he's got this ball or he's jumping up and down and doing stuff like that as somebody new in the gym you're gonna like oh wow i've seen people do a bench press a hundred times and i'll push that guy from the ball like move yeah (laughs) exactly (laughs) but then they see this other guy and they're like wow he looks good and he's doing this so maybe maybe that's what i need to do and in fact that's what i need to jump it comes back to my other point of just everybody should lift weights everybody (laughs) bottom line just lift just lift weights if you don't like it try it again what about people who are seniors for example how can i convince my mom to lift weights if she's 65 i would really love to get my dad into the gym as well and this is a tricky one especially when you're dealing with older people is they've got that mindset and it's as they're older it's so deeply ingrained Mm -hmm. that it can be very very difficult and all the injuries that are there and how can you convince for example your dad to at least try one class with you i have absolutely no idea i've been trying for ages well, maybe this is the sign. What I would say for. is, like, I would generally try to get somebody to just come and do one class a week, for mm-hmm. example. Come and do one class, and then the other things I would try to get them to do would be increase the protein intake, mm-hmm. get the better sleep, and just try to move a little bit more. Movement is medicine, right? That's so true. Especially when it's done correctly. Correctly. Pointing out Keyword. Like, it'd be really bad for, like, your foot, for example, if you went running and did it wrong. I don't want to remember that because... <laughs> I couldn't run for I couldn't run or jump for a month. But this was my point I was trying to mention earlier. Actually, when I said to you, like, what's your main goal? And at the time, I believe it was to get stronger. I just wanted, right? I just wanted to train it. I'm sorry to try it because I was yeah, like, why not? Yeah, but it would <laughs> probably deduct from the strength training. That's why yeah. when I do do cardio, I try to make it so that it's functional. I hate this word. Bad trainers use the word functional to justify stupid exercises all the time. Chances are it is not functional. I hate it so much. I hate this word. Um, but I try to make my training, my cardio training, functional in terms of what will improve my strength training. So it would be hill sprints, things like mm-hmm. this, a lot of core stability. So I did a workout last week and it was like a sprint on the treadmill into some kind of heavy carry because that will trade over and assist my strength training, which is my main goal. For you, who was also trying to get strong, when you told me you were running 5K, I was like, oh God. Oh my god. Out the village. Go. <laughs> Go. Because <laughs> I knew it was going to probably have a negative impact on your strength training. And actually, it did even worse than I thought because you ended up getting an injury. I couldn't work out for, for two weeks, I think. So the take home from this is running is bad. I mean... Is it better than nothing? I also, another thing I really don't like is spinning. I find it quite offensive. <laughs> I don't know why. Like, I just... But I, you know, when I was, when I was a kid... 
like 13, I used to love spinning. <laughs> I cannot argue that is it better than nothing. Any form of exercise mm. pretty much is going to be better than nothing. It's even build muscle, right? Well, even if it's walking, if someone's not moving and they start walking, it's going to have huge health benefits, massive. So the same can be said for spinning and running. And Why you don't like spinning? I mean, I'm, I'm not into spinning, but I'm just like curious. Uh, I don't really want to offend any spinning instructors, but I find them too happy. I just think nobody's now, actually that happy. Now everything is anybody really sense. that happy? I'm My other happy. point would be... I am pretty happy. Are you a spinning instructor? <laughs> no. Maybe you should be. <laughs> you, could, you could be as positive as you like. Throwing glitter to people. And stuff uh, right, you know? The stuff getting they do on the bike. And then it really upsets me when they start getting dumbbells and stuff out. Oh, we tried one spinning class. Oh, God. I might have well, to leave. I tried. <laughs> but it was because it was a farewell party of a friend of mine. I was just confused because I felt that I don't like to work out when there's a, a lot of darkness. There's a lot of darkness, there's a lot of noise. And especially if you don't know the sequence or like so, someone doesn't explain to you properly, you don't know where you're going. So I was just copying the girl that was beside me. I guess you could say the same for a class though, where when you first start you don't but know what you're doing. But I feel like for example in, in the classes at, at Warrior Fit, the, the instructor takes the time to come and explain to you I didn't give names because maybe you're not the first one in the list. <laughs> JK or oh. maybe not. <laughs> JK or maybe not. But like, for example, I must, I must give you this one. Like, you don't let people do things with a bad technique. I'm very passionate about the gym. And it, it can come off mm. the wrong way sometimes, but I really, really hate it when I see people doing things wrong. Exactly. And this is the issue I kind of have with like the spinning and running and stuff. And it comes back to, again, is it better than nothing? Mm. Yes. But for people looking for that real health benefit, mm. is it the most optimal? Is it the best? No, it's better than nothing, but you could be lifting weights, which would be way better. <laughs> because, for example, at, at Waterfit, I'm, I mean, I'm just saying this because I really like working out there. I feel like the instructors come and take care of people. They're not going to let you do... I've seen in other places, I'm not going to give names, hmm. but I've seen in other places that... I see people doing the worst squats ever. Like I'm like just waiting for the knees to snap. And instructor is just besides not caring about anything. Yeah. And I'm like really like even me that has the basic knowledge and in this kind of, of topics, I can tell that that's wrong. I see this with personal trainers as well, where they'll have their client and they're just kind of on the phone or they're um, just not correcting them. Uh, these people, I don't know, I could be wrong, but uh, for me the reason I got into personal training is because I loved the gym. So it was kind of like a natural step. Okay, I love this. Do you like people or not really? Not people, but I like the gym. <laughs> <laughs> um, Quite tricky. Who so, are train? But it was kind of like a natural step to take what I love and turn mm -hmm. it into, if I can make money from this, why not? Great, Perfect. I get to do what I love and make money. But I, I, And it really confuses me when I see a personal trainer that doesn't even train himself or herself. That is very true. And that is very true. most of what I've learned, of course, I've done a lot of courses and things, but most of it is trial and error with mm -hmm. yourself. And then you can then, you know, you have an issue with your squat, for example. You learn how to fix that through yourself, mm -hmm. and then when you have a client who has the same issue, mm -hmm. well, I know how to fix that, I've done it. If the PT doesn't train, one, why is he a personal trainer? You have to have that passion, the drive to want to do it and help people. Um, but two, they don't then have, they may have the certificate, but mm -hmm. it's kind of a bit like when you learn to drive. You know, you get your license, and you don't, you don't really learn to drive until you start driving. Mm -hmm. So if the coach isn't training, doesn't love it, he's gonna... Hmm. And it, I think it happens the same for yoga, because Okay, I'm not going to say that 
my practice is perfect. I would same for me. I'm not perfect. Mm -hmm. It goes back to the Dunning Kruger effect thing, where we're all still always learning. Of course, of course, but I can tell that I can guide people to advance levels or postures because I can do it myself. For sure, it helps. But there's people out there that are shameless and they cannot even do it by themselves, but they dare to give you an advice on that. And I'm like, how are you giving that advice if you cannot even do it by yourself? It definitely helps if and you can do it yourself. And it's also like an right? ego thing, and especially when you get a certificate and you believe that you're like almighty in, in your field. That's like just lying to yourself and to your clients. The certificate is just like getting, like how many people crash when they first pass their driving test? I've never crashed. Even in Qatar? A guy crashed me uh-huh. in, a, in a curve, but that was his fault. Maybe it's more with guys, but we normally, we get our driving license and we're like, man. I've seen you driving. Um, you're just very <laughs> bad. So, bad. <laughs> so, you're probably the kind of people that I would report. Ouch. <laughs> but the point is, you know, you get that license, you get the license, you get the certificate, and mm-hmm. you go out and you think you're a Formula One driver, or you think you're, <laughs> you think you're a top level personal trainer. Me when I'm late. <laughs> but in actual fact, you know, you've just got your certificate and everything, and you still have okay. to actually do it and learn to learn it. Right. And make mistakes as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what I was saying. Like when I first started, <laughs> one of the best things I could have done would have been taking a personal trainer, mm-hmm. because it would have helped me skip that part where you do so much wrong. Um, you just have to be very careful. You don't get a bad personal trainer. Of course. So, if there's one last advice you will give to everyone out there that is looking to incorporate movement as part of their daily routine, which is also going to help cultivate mindfulness, what would it be? Easy. Lift weights. Easy as that. I'm, show me anybody who doesn't start lifting weights, start feeling better about themselves, get confident, start making changes in their body, and they don't feel happier. I'm going to use this speech and try to convince my mom. If it doesn't work, I'll come back and complain. Ask your mother this. And I'm, I'm, I would hope that her answer would be the correct answer. But like, <laughs> Say to her, would you be willing to die for me, for example? And she would probably say yes, right? I don't know Maybe what. Maybe she'll be I, like, I'm not sure. I don't know what You're your mother's daughter. like, but but most people in a family setting, if you said to them, they would say easily, "I would be willing to die for you," right? Mm-hmm. Like if it's your kids, whatever. Can you imagine if they are like, no, <laughs> actually, you're adopted. I didn't know when to tell you, but <laughs> you pushed too far. But you see what I'm saying. Uh, so the point is, people are willing to die for you, but are they willing to be healthy for you? Because that's mm-hmm. what's going to keep them around for longer in your life. That's a very good way of emotional manipulation technique. I'll use it. <laughs> I stole that from someone else on Instagram, I'll disclaimer, but I, I listened to it and I thought that's really, really good because as I said, most people would be willing to say, that's true. I would die for you, all right, well, be healthy for me. That's a very good Try approach. that with your mother. Uh, it's a good approach. I will, I will try that. So, as I mentioned at the beginning, we have a new section in our season two of the podcast and it's called This or That. Oh, God. So... Are you ready? No. Perfect. That's the answer I was looking for. This or that? Bench press or deadlift? Deadlift. No. Bench press. Oh, that's a hard one. (laughs) Squat or shoulder press? Squat. Pre-workout or espresso shot? Oh, pre-workout. Any specific flavor? No. They all taste like crap. (laughs) Beef or chicken? Chicken. Morning workout or evening workout? Morning, every time. Strength training or high intensity? Strength. (laughs) Cardio with friends or strength training alone? Strength training alone, but (laughs) with the cardio, is it friends with benefits? 
<laughs> Any type of friends. <laughs> <laughs> well, that might be weird. <laughs> um, margarita pizza or meat pizza? Margarita pizza. It's the one with no meat. That sounds like a alcoholic pizza. It's it's the one that. Oh, margarita! I was thinking um, meat feast. I think margarita as in, um, Plain I know cheese, what you mean, yeah, never mind, uh, tomato basil. those quick questions threw me off. Um, treadmill or skier? Skier. Really? I don't know, it makes my back tight, but I just really hate anything that involves running. Rower or um, bike? Bike. Really? Assault bike? Yeah. Okay. Last one. Black coffee or cappuccino? Depends on what it's for. Black coffee, if it's for like a pre-workout, if I'm trying to have something that tastes nice, cappuccino. Okay. Well, well done. <laughs> you passed. You passed, of course. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Brian, share with us. Where can people find you? Find you. <laughs> what is my Instagram? BC Fitness Truths, I think. Instagram. You're asking the wrong person. I thought you knew because I know you're always watching. I'm not always watching. I'm always commenting on the bad things you do. <laughs> bad things with good intentions. I'll tell you right now. bc.fitness.truths So, what else? How can people find you? That's it. Oh, in the gym. <laughs> of course, in the gym. Uh, Warrior Fit in Laguna Mall. Come and find me there. Um, if you're interested in PT, if you're interested in joining our classes, ask if me you any see questions. With We're going to do some plugging now, as you did with your book. There's a three-day free trial you can have with us. Come and have a go. Uh, you'll have to go onto the website for that, which is warriorfit.com, probably. If you just Google Warrior Fit, I'm sure it'll come up. We're in Laguna Mall. Sign up for the free trial. Come and have a go. You can join all the classes: strength, high-intensity, yoga. And of stuff course. as well, right? Yoga and mobility, your favorite. Yeah, so you can come join Aileen, you can come join me. Last question Yoga or mobility? Mobility. Are you sure? No, because that might negatively affect. It, would, it depends. Is the mobility going to improve my lifting? Of course. Depends. I'm the leaving proof of that. Because you don't want stretchy muscles, you want, you want springy muscles. But my muscles as long as stretchy. you can get into depth in your exercises, it's fine. So maybe yoga, because it's going to help with core stability, which would help you lift more. Either way, you win. Of course I win. Win, win. <laughs> That's why you asked the question. <laughs> of course I, I did for that. Well, we have reached the end of episode 30. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. Don't forget to follow, subscribe, share, and message. Once again, feel free to reach me via email, aileen.yoga at gmail.com or through Instagram at aileen underscore yoga. And most important, give yourself the chance to unwind in the mindfulness hub. Have a great day ahead. I'll be with you next episode.